P.O. Box update quickie. I've been having one of the kind of major new realizations of the P.O. Box thing is understanding that it's not that I love social media, it's that I love documenting. And I always have, always have. You know, the second my dad gave me some like, you know, shitty camera that like half worked, you know, from a friend that was giving it away, I was always documenting, documenting, documenting. And it was never about social media. It wasn't even really about me but just the process of framing your vision. I mean, is that's just what documenting is because we all document differently. You know, one person's footage of a birthday party is going to be very much focused on people and maybe interviewing the people and getting close and thinking about portraits. I always think there's people who love portraits. I've never been a portrait person. I've never had the urge to paint portraits, never had the urge to take portraits. Um, what interests me is always essence, right? And not the face. <laughs> but I know a lot of people who, if they were to film, you know, a birthday party, a wedding, they'd be all about the people, the people, what are people doing? What are they wearing? You know, and, um, you know, another half of us, and I'd be in that group is like, where you know, we're filming the way that, you know, the flowers are hitting the ground or, you know, some kind of sneaky moment of, you know, two people holding hands or, you know, like little things like that has always been my obsession and what I catch and we all document differently you know we frame our vision differently and what i'm realizing with social media is that it gives you an opportunity one well the phone gives you the opportunity to document 24 7 and then social media and just various apps who i think we also should remember are contrived and limited by their own form in the sense that instagram is a photo or only you know like 10 photos and a caption and if you get used to instagram for example being your main place of sharing what you document you're always going to be limited to that form which is actually deeply limiting if you think about it or tiktok as well um you like making videos well now all your videos are going to be vertical and um, you can add a song and even if it's not your style you will get influenced by kind of the pressure or the just the the format of these these platforms as well as the pressure to use their tools to make it be seen better or received by an audience better even if that's not really the point of documenting for you and I've been making these home videos and it's been so amazing because I realize how important it is for me to archive old memories. Like the reason I can't fully wrap my head around Hawaii, for example, is because it's not properly archived. I've thought many times, I'm like, okay, do I write a book about it? Do I write some autofiction about it? Do I, you know, write a, you know, direct like transcript of everything that happened? Do I... You know, and it's really just that I have so many, so much footage of it. And if I document that footage through TikTok, which I also thought about doing, I thought I, I, for a while I was like, okay, I need to like get all my Hawaii footage and make a beautiful montage on TikTok and then I can let it go. But that still wouldn't appeal because what I need to do is capture an essence and I need to make a video that, you know, in 10 years from now I can look at and it's only something that maybe I would understand or anyone who was there would understand or anyone who understands me or is into my vision would understand but most importantly the 20 minute video of the parts of Hawaii that really stuck out to me that you know mon these mundane moments that really kind of created the experience or people's voices or, or you know things that 
aren't just like beautiful with music like that's what I really need to feel like something's been archived and even if that's the goal there can still be this feeling of okay like how do I use these social media tools to do that documentation and then it kind of muddies the water you know I was thinking about um in women who run with wolves how she was saying you know, a creative wild woman who's, you know, making sure that her river stays unpolluted, was the word she used, polluted, it's a great word, is thinking about this kind of thing and being like, okay, I have a lot of fun on social media because I love documenting and it's a great way to instantly document because I also love sharing. Like even before social media, you know, I I think if I was born in another time, I would 100% be that, you know, scrapbooking friend that your mom has and you go to her house after she goes to Disneyland (laughs) and she has a whole scrapbook of that one trip and maybe it doesn't mean much to you and that it's not a striking narrative there was no nothing to really but just this like love for scrapbooking I would be the VHS person you know making three hour long VHS compilations and you know zooming in and out and like blurring in and out you know like that's where I'd be in another time regardless of social media but social media um, has this heavy-handed way of being like this is where you document and share and it's the more I think about social media as a source of creativity just the, the more I'm like wow it's just so tiny it's so tiny and even knowing that like it's not like I didn't know that you know it's not that like Instagram was the only place I was looking at art or the only place I was making things but it really took up more space and I think there's also that allure and excitement of going into a public sphere and having an instant reaction to what you make and an instant conversation about it Um, that can be so fun but it's like I think the key to everything usually is doing both and figuring out a way to make sure that your creativity your love for documenting your love for sharing isn't completely you know taken by social media like social media doesn't like you know buy it from you you know it almost feels like when um you know when a company buys another one like um like yahoo bought tumblr or elon musk bought twitter or um you know other ones i can't think of now but like just this like selling to new platforms i'm pretty sure instagram was sold to facebook Right? I don't think that they were together. Anyways, but just said that, that uh, thing was like, oh, this person acquired this. It's like, don't let social media be the bigger corporation that acquires your like creative documenting, archiving lust, <laughs> you know? So I think another result of this P.O. Box thing was stepping away from kind of the consistent sharing, consistent documenting in small amounts and short amounts, which I also find interesting because you can love documenting and it seems like Instagram is the best best place to do that, like in your story, like, oh, you know, I love documenting, I love framing my vision (laughs) and then you do it into Instagram and it feels like the right place because there is this response that makes it real, like it being seen and it being posted and it being published in this context and it's easy to forget that maybe you would want those memories like for much longer, you know, or maybe you want to be able to look at them in five years or maybe 
they go beyond the format of the Instagram story and you want, you know, one video to be like three seconds and like another montage to be like, you know, a whole two minutes and just thinking about how you can forget what is truly calling to you in the first place, you know. Um, so yeah, making these home videos, I was like, it's such a, it's not just like, oh, I'm making, it doesn't feel so much like, oh, this is a creative thing as much as it feels like a therapeutic processing thing that happens to be so necessary for me like this feeling that I archived a memory and now I can move on not to mention the very discombobulated way that we post because <clears throat> what ends up happening is maybe you go on a trip like for example I just did the um, Lisbon like Urbit Week tech convention week um, and put it in one of the made a home video of it and it's like you take video and some of it makes it to your story and some doesn't which is another part of it as well, is to do the home video is to also be able to include the footage that is either 100% for you or for you and your friends that when faced with putting it on a public platform, you would not do, you know, because it's like, <laughs> like there's moments in there that I want to remember or things that are only significant to me. Like um, there's that card in the Urbit video. There's like this card that um, is like holographic. I think there's a word for, <clears throat> that's not really holographic, it's a word for when something switches between two different pictures in that, <clears throat> in that like, <laughs> that way, very 90s seeming, and um, it's like an airplane, and then St. Christopher, I think it's St. Christopher, or it's St. Michael, is it St. Christopher, or St. Michael? maybe neither of those but whoever is the saint of travel <laughs> which I should know because my mom's into him um it belonged to this guy who is also in the video um who goes by Lord Miles and does these treacherous travels to places like Snake Island in Brazil which is a forbidden island with that has deadly snakes in every single square foot and um goes to Afghanistan and he's kind of like a weird character but he told me that he carries that card with him everywhere. And when he was put in prison, he was put in Afghan prison, was the one trip where he forgot it. And so it's like that card, someone might watch that video and be like, okay, she's just filming a card she likes. Or, um, you know, it just looks like some cool thing. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. But then I get to watch it and I'm like, I have this whole memory of this little story that I find so interesting and kind of mystical and like points to just everything that we love which is like these little hints of magic in the day-to-day -day or protectors or attachments to rituals and everything like that and then it reminds me of getting close to that guy and hearing that story and nobody would know <laughs> you know so it's like this is for me like it's for me um but more than that yeah like I said it doesn't feel so much like I am making art in this sense but more so that I am putting things to bed or, okay, wait, I left this tangent, but what I wanted to say was that you film stuff all day. Um, for example, Urban Week, I took a bunch of videos casually all day and with the aim of what I was gonna put in my story or what I was gonna share. And even if I did share every single video I took, I had a long story, was up for 24 hours, even if I made a highlight, it still would just not do justice to the memory. Like it would delete in 24 hours. I would have tons and tons of footage just sitting in my phone and you can feel that. I can feel that when I have so much stuff in my in my phone that needs to be put in one place. Um, like Hawaii, for example, like 
there is so much footage, so much stuff that I don't want to lose. I don't want to get to the point where I avoid it so long that I get a new phone and many years and the iCloud doesn't connect anymore and it's all these little blurry tiny icons and I'm like well I can't get that anymore and it does a highlight doesn't do it justice a TikTok video doesn't do it justice and I would even say a YouTube video doesn't do it justice because especially if you're doing it in the context of YouTubing like YouTube does have a language and I think what I'm trying to get at is that we need to observe the language that platforms have that make us change our own language and me putting stuff on YouTube for me honestly is the fact that every single piece of content that I've able that I've been able to recover including the original 2015 videos like this like what made me go on the home video tangent originally was going on my old Facebook looking for pictures of a really specific girl who I am <laughs> like uh was trying to extract uh, for a vision board like literally a girl from my high school like I was going back in my high school Facebook to find pictures of a girl from my high school and I've happened upon just these old videos that I don't even remember taking and I have them on Facebook but I can't download them from Facebook and I'm still trying to figure out how I might have to do like a screen record thing but for now I just like recorded with my phone the screen and um, everything I've ever recovered was on a Tumblr, was on a Facebook, was somewhere because I have found just like actual files to be so unreliable like it's impossible for me to like have a good file situation or good hard drives um, and everything that I have found again from the past has literally been on a social media platform and I just like I'd rather have it be hosted <laughs> elsewhere which is crazy to think about but it really feels lighter honestly it's like it is more likely for my fucking MacBook to die tomorrow than it has been for my Facebook from like 10 fucking years ago to go down, which is crazy. But that's what I've learned. But same with that. It's like not even YouTube, not even, you know, it's just like make your thing regardless of thinking about a medium or like the language of the, not the medium, the platform. Um, yeah, and then put it somewhere where you see fit, <laughs> where it can be hosted and held. Okay, now I'm thinking about the word hosting. You know, it's like the ho that's such an internet word, like hosting the website host. Um, I kind of want to just think of everything I make as being hosted on a platform. It's not for the platform, it's being hosted. And that's the original iteration. I mean, we're watching the internet change where it used to feel that way. It used to be like, what? I get to go on this platform for free and share whatever I want and find like minds. And it's completely flipped. And now there's this incentive to make money, to make money off of us, to make us spend way more time on these platforms for advertising um, advertising views and it's no longer like we're the guests to a party we're like the workers we're like the workers in the back at the party while the party is you know funds being generated and drama being generated truly like I feel like Twitter is really just a drama creating platform it's people like arguing amongst each other in the abyss with no idea who's really saying what what they look like what they what their income is, what their skills are, what their life experience has been, where they're at mentally, just like arguing with each other with the, you know, tenacity and um, venom of like, if you were truly, you know, arguing with a, someone you cared about or <laughs> that you really, whose opinion really mattered to you. And it's just like this drama generator, you know, and then Instagram, I... Instagram's in a weird transit place, but they truly are trying to incentivize people to be creators. And it's crazy to watch that like shift, like to be 
present on the motherfucking social media platforms when they were just about showing up as a guest and, and having your work hosted and almost like you were in charge for a split second there. Um, and now they just want to farm our attention. I mean, stay hosted. That's how I feel too when I use social media platforms as archiving tools, like places to find myself in the future. Like, oh, my old YouTube account has this art video that, you know, was deleted on my laptop that died. Um, I feel like I'm getting mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think about my home videos from when I was a kid, like when I was a baby baby and how I get urges to watch those like every three years. You know, what difference does now make, <laughs> you know? like. And I just think too, like even if, like I used to feel satisfied with the 24-hour documentation, like I would just be kind of like, well, you know, this is, it's almost like the, the Buddhists with their um, mandalas, you know, they make mandalas out of colored sand and spend all this time making these beautiful intricate mandalas and then they throw it in the ocean I went to um, one of those um, ceremonies really long time ago. It was like 2012 or something. And they had at the Hammer Museum, they had these Buddhists were like <laughs> in, uh, in-house make, finishing the mandala. And then they, we all drove to the ocean to put it in the Santa Monica Ocean. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. The monks loaded it in a truck. It was so interesting. But that kind of thing. I always think about that now and so I would think about that with the stories as well like oh it's just kind of like you're giving it but it's like what are you giving then right you're being like what is the process there being seen you know oh I get to be seen for 24 hours people know what I did for 24 hours but that's not like documenting or archiving you know and some memories really deserve that and then I sent it to James and she was watching it on like the big screen in her house and just loving them so much and I was like, that's another part of it, too, is like James knows my family. She knows everything about me. She, you know, same with her. Like if she had like a 20 minute video of her with her family, I would watch that whole thing. I would eat it up and she's the same. And it's like that. that's what home videos are for. You know, it's for people who are genuinely concerned with your life and can watch like a, you know, 15 minute video of your family in Brazil and, and be like entertained by it, <laughs> you know? I'm feeling really touched by that and also how much better it feels to record something and then look back on it in like a week or at the end of the month you know like film things in the moment really quickly and I think what stops people is like that whole message about being in the moment you know being in the moment um and not posting too much <laughs> um is what takes you out of the moment isn't the documenting itself it's not the holding of the camera, the holding of the microphone, you know, the photo being taken, that stops the moment. In fact, it can actually bring the moment closer sometimes. It is the narrating and the almost like storytelling or the planned posting <laughs> that takes you out of the moment. You know, it's like to simply document a moment and meet a moment where it's at, I think is a very beautiful communion I mean it's like what all art is is essentially meeting a moment and bringing your influence and your tools and a medium to it you can get so close to something by filming it or recording it and seeing what comes of that but when you're filming for Instagram or filming for TikTok and you're thinking oh okay like 
what am I going to say? What am I going to caption this? Who's going to see it? How am I going to feel when I post it? Do I feel um, confident enough to post it? Am I nervous to post this? How do I look? How do they look? What story is being told? How am I going to be perceived? Um, that's what takes you out of the moment, entirely out of the moment, because you're kind of attempting to define a moment while it happens and not giving yourself that like lovely moment that I think all creators, documenters <laughs> in every sense should have, which is letting it sit for a second, letting yourself sit for a second. Um, yeah, and it's just feeling really, really nice to think about. I think when I think about what my home video style is, it's very much related to kind of the feeling of entertaining yourself in the day-to-day -day and I think a lot about how when I was a kid my dad would take me to school super early and pick me up really late <laughs> to avoid traffic and just like getting into like you know the crazy pickup traffic and a lot of those times were kind of entertaining myself and finding a way to be enchanted with like the empty space where everyone else was leaving or going home <laughs> um, and even taking the bus as I got older and having you know LA buses are so unreliable you're waiting forever it's a bad system always has been um, and sometimes you wait and sometimes nothing ever comes and um, so much loitering <laughs> you know not having a car um, there's so much you have to have so much grace with like waiting and loitering and I do feel like when I think about what I document, it really, to me, is moments with myself and being alone and just what I see in those, like, in-between moments that aren't necessarily stimulating. And I can trace that back to a lot of things, you know? Whereas the next person, like I said, their home video style could be very much in people or... Um, their own thoughts and observations, but I think... The only mistake you can make in any kind of documenting, I think, is going online and seeing how everyone else is doing it and, thinks, and think that that's what you need to do also. Like when you go on YouTube, all the videos that are doing well, you know, it'll say it's, you know, someone usually talking to camera and they're, you know, they're all set up and dressed up and it has this kind of very specific teaching role, which I'm not against at all because I think Patreon, this Patreon very much is the podcast equivalent of that of getting on and being like okay there's this that i'm thinking about this that i'm thinking about um but with vlogs i've never been so crazy about being filmed and i think a lot of people aren't but when you go online and you say oh this is how everyone's documenting their lives this is how everyone's sharing even subliminally you know and you see all these numbers next to it and it seems like it's what people want um and you forget that I think the number one rule of art is doing what you want first and then seeing what happens. Um, you know, you could find yourself doing a certain style that doesn't really honor what you want to use documenting and creating an art for, you know? So I just wanted to share that as the feeling has come because yesterday I spent three hours like going through all my old <clears throat> um, videos of when I was in Brazil last in 2019 with my family and I had forgot so much of it and so many things that as I was filming them, I felt really deep about. Like there's this moment where my aunt is just like trying to give me jewelry. Like she just like wants to give me jewelry and she's like looking through tins and they're all those like cookie tins that like all of our like family keeps random stuff in. And so she's going through these like tins to just like give me something, you know, like that classic like... Um, 
you know, extended family vibe of like just wanting to show love in like any way that they can think, you know, and that's how Brazil is very much to me. It's like food and like random like little gifts and like just like giving, like general giving. Um, and I loved that moment and I forgot about it because it's not something I share I would have shared on Instagram I don't think even though it's cool but it doesn't I don't know yeah it wasn't something that I felt like oh, I'm gonna put my aunt on Instagram and then it's gone anyways and it wasn't gonna go in a highlight like we're just so limited by these platforms and I just think that I sometimes forget that and I this message is for anyone else who kind of forgets that and you know feels that that presence of all this content you're sitting on that's not getting archived or there's kind of a muddiness and pollution <laughs> happening where you don't feel like the stuff you've documented or the stuff that you want to remember is actually being documented and remembered. I think that's like the big thing. I think this goes back to questioning <laughs> your actions. Yeah, questioning like what is it, the the truth behind a desire. And it's like, oh, I just love documenting. So I post on social media. Like that's not a documenting platform. It's a being seen platform. And sure, you can post like a 24-hour long story and highlight it, but it's still going to be so contrived because true documentation is sitting with footage and creating something for yourself that feels super accurate to what happened. And Instagram stories, TikToks, it's like too limited of a medium, I think, um, for things to feel accurate. And then once again, are kind of really encouraged to be dressed up in a way that also might not even be your style, you know, like oh, you know, you make a whole video of your, um, let's say Hawaii, I make a video of Hawaii moments and I, you know, don't put certain things in that people won't understand. Like maybe I don't put footage of certain things that were meaningful to me, but like aren't really eye-catching. Maybe I focus on the animals and the waterfalls and the rainbows. Um, you know, I don't post the mundane stuff that really defined it, but like isn't that pretty or, or eye-catching. And then I'm like, oh, you know, I need to put a song because that's TikTok you put songs over things and that's how things get discovered and also helps people stick around and see it now you're thinking about how to pander to an audience who in all honesty is not worthy <laughs> half the time of your genuine expression I don't mean like not worthy like they're not good people or they're lowly but in terms of the kind of audience that's scrolling through TikTok is not one that's seasoned to sit through something or sit through something so personal because you know it's they don't they don't love you <laughs> they're not your family or friends they're not you they're maybe you've been looking at a lot of tiktoks they don't have the capacity at the moment to sit through a long video that you know would be shown in a in a mundane art gallery you know it's like they're not at the level of receiving that so then you kind of start pandering to something that takes you away from your vision or what the thing should be you know in so many ways and these were just the kind of things I was looking for um, when I did this I was really looking for what would show up and this is definitely one of those because you think it's so easy for me to be like okay slow media is better it's good to be off social media it's good to have the ability for slowness and it's like that's all but then there's all these kind of branches of what that really means so in conclusion this isn't so much like an extreme call to be like get off social media and make home videos and <laughs> go get a, a big clunky camera and really <laughs> document things properly and 
Um, but more so just be aware of what you love and what's going on and how you can be kind of manipulated and like not in a bad word way because I think we can be so heavy-handed with the social media talk and act like it's this big devil thing but it really is just something to be managed like everything else in the world and you can do both you know you can make cute bite-sized things for fun like a little music video you can make a little TikTok highlight reel of the you know rainbows of Hawaii (laughs) Um, but don't only do that if a part of you really needs memories for yourself Um, and in that case you know it would be time to put that you know three minute long montage of like driving down the same road that you've drive you drive down to get groceries you know nobody's gonna sit and watch that scrolling through tiktok absolutely not But to have that on record, to have that in your memories, especially as your memory starts to fade, because I am surprised at how less, how much less I remember. But I think the real thing is that in your teens, in your early 20s, you're doing so many things for the very first time. Like, you know, the first time you get on a plane by yourself and do a trip by yourself, you know, the first time you get an Airbnb or a hotel on your own and all those firsts are so big and during that time in life when you're doing so many firsts you're like I'm never gonna forget this like you're like this is such a huge core memory I'm never gonna forget it and the more life you live the more core memories you have and they kind of all meld together and I forget even kind of the biggest things like that video that I recovered from my Facebook um, that led me to do all these home videos at the time was the biggest core memory ever. I lived in this house with like skater boys and James and it was so, we got kicked, we ended up getting kicked out in a month because it was like, it turned out like by law we were squatting (laughs) because the place was like being rented for years by someone we knew and they like secretly passed it over to us at like insanely cheap 90s prices. Then, of course, they caught on and like our naive asses were like, oops. Um, So we kind of were in trouble, but we were only there for a month. And it's good that it was only a month because it was these, you know, skater boys and it was just so dirty and like trap housey. And a lot of the footage in that original video from that place is from this party where someone brought like the worst cocaine ever. Like it was just kind of like a typical like, you know, shitty (laughs) early 20s like experience. Um, but also very fun and nice to reflect on but that was a core memory and for so many years it was like oh the time we lived on Texas Ave the time we lived on Texas Ave and I've forgotten so much of it and until I saw that video I was like wait I forgot that like you know we were filming music videos for James in that place that there was rappers at that one party um, that we blew up the this um moon bounce inside the house like like little details that at the time were core ass memories um just aren't anymore and it's so nice to stumble upon this like mundane video and just sit with it and kind of be surprised you know i also remember that energy from old home videos and now i'm like i don't remember half the shit i did and i don't remember the details of it and it's not like you have to but it's really nice like it's really nice to be able to go back there it's almost like an external hard drive and it's beautiful you know it's the most basic art it's just pure documentation i also think a lot about that documentary exit through the gift shop (laughs) uh that banksy documentary um 
about how he meets that guy, Mr. Brainwash, who is just this like crazy artist dude who um, would record tapes constantly of things. He was constantly recording audio of stuff, like he was addicted to it. And he ended up teaming up with Banksy and like filming him. I guess it was also videos. I just remember he had countless tapes. I guess it was he was always video recording. But I mainly just have this message of him like, I have this image in my head of him just like surrounded by tapes and being like, yeah, that would probably be me if I was, didn't have the luxury of a, you know, three by six inch ish phone <laughs> that can do it all, you know? Yeah. Something else I do want to add is I, I think when I wanted to document deeper and do videos, I always felt like there was this pressure to get like a really nice camera. <laughs> And I'll say now I don't really think that's necessary. Like, I even love how my old iPhone videos look, the ones that I've been recovering. And that sometimes the essence is really well captured on just, like, what you have on you. And, I mean, the iPhones are so good these days. And, like, there's a way to do it. And I do think the same way that social media can be limiting so can the pressure to do something quote right <laughs> you know like when you go to art galleries and you're looking at those like mundane long like video diaries of an artist like for example when i was in barcelona we saw the picasso and miro show and there was these long black and white like fuzzy <laughs> um films of just him in his studio and you know, you weren't sitting down to get like a beautiful HD narrated, perfectly edited video. You just wanted to kind of capture the essence a little bit closer in a way that only video can. And you're looking at all this guy's paintings and you're looking at the stories of him and his friend. And now you get to kind of look at them interacting, even though in this case there was no sound. <laughs> um, and it just brings you closer to just the vibe of things. And I think it's not yeah there's like so many kind of ways that we skirt around just doing basic documentation it's beautiful it's a beautiful process all of this Everything. and it's right.